guys, it's Mariah from Saving Our Women Inc. podcast called Doing Life with God. Just wanted to get on here and share a few things with you first before we get into the message. I just want to make sure I'm letting you guys know to follow us on Instagram, Saving Our Women Inc. Um, and also to like us on Facebook as well. Um, make sure that you guys review, oh sorry, make sure that you guys review the actual podcast. And you should be able to do that on the podcast app that you're using, whatever podcast app, whether it's Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple, or whatever other um, app you're using. You should be able to comment on the podcast or um, actually give like a stars to the podcast or just any sort of review. Make sure that you're doing that so we can just see what kind of content you guys are looking for um, and just making sure that or confirming that this podcast is helping you um, through like your day-to-day processes. And also, I wanted to state to follow my personal page, Mariah Will Succeed on Instagram. You can also add me on Facebook, Mariah Connors. Um, and that's pretty much that all I have for the announcements. Um, and the title of this message message is going to be called Grace. I just want to pray really quickly before we get into that. Lord, we just come to you today, God. We just thank you, God, for just abiding in us, God. We just thank you, God, that you sent your son, God, to die on the cross for us. Father God, we thank you for your grace, God, because that was grace, because you didn't have to do it, oh God. So God, we just want to just honor you today, Father God. We want to worship you, acknowledge you in our day-to-day. Father God, we just want to ask you for forgiveness if there's anything that we have done, God, unseen or seen, God. So in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Um, so... Getting into the topic grace, I want to first read the Bible verse before I um, get to anything else. So the Bible verse, the main Bible verse that I'm going to read today is 2 Corinthians 12. Okay, so we're going to start at verse 5. It says, "I I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself except about my weaknesses. He says, this is Paul speaking, um, and he's talking about um, God at this point. He's just saying that I will boast about, I will boast about God pretty much. He says, but I wouldn't boast about myself unless I'm talking about my weaknesses. He's basically humbling himself. He's being vulnerable. It says, even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth. He's saying that even if I choose to boast about my weaknesses, I I wouldn't be a fool. Because, you know, we live in this world where people want to... Um, you know, come off a certain way as if, you know, they don't mess up or just, um, you know, even on social media, we come off in this way where we don't post our bad stuff. We just, we're automatically programmed to post the good stuff and to post when we look good, of course, because like, you don't like who want to look a mess or, you know what I mean? But he's saying like, um, for people that do do that, like for, for me, for example, well, not for myself, I'm just speaking for Paul, for example, um, in the future present. <laughs> just saying like if he was if Paul was to be on social media right um and he just exposes all of his weaknesses people on social media that's coming from a business standpoint or just coming from um a standpoint where we're so programmed to see the good they will look at him like man you crazy like what are you doing like you look stupid like you know what I'm saying you you showing yourself look a mess like you straight look a mess but I'm just speaking for like um I'm speaking in layman's terms so, so you can understand it. But what he's saying is that he said, I wouldn't be a fool if I, cho- if I chose to boast about my weaknesses. He says, I'll be speaking the truth. He says, but I refrain so no one will think more of me than is warranted. 
but what I do or by what I do or say. Hmm. It says in verse seven, it says, or because of these surpassingly great revelations, therefore, in order to keep me from being conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Uh, but he's talking about his sins. He says, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. Like whatever you're going through, like whatever mistakes that you're making, like sometimes a lot of people feel like, you know, you got to do A to get the B, you got to do B to get the C, like you just do the right things. And it sounds so easy for someone that's already doing that or it sounds so easy for someone that's quote unquote, they feel like that they doing better than somebody else. It sounds so easy to say, man, just do the right thing. But we have to come to the conclusion it's not by our, our our power that we do the right thing. It's by God's grace and his mercy that we do the right thing, you know. And I think that that's a, another thing a lot of people like to boast about themselves. Oh, I just, you know, I went to school. That's how I got a better job. Or I, I did this to get this. But it's not really by you. You didn't do those things to get that. You know, you push through and not even you pushing through by you even doing that. God put you in a position to be able to have those opportunity opportunities as everybody else. But we also have to think that God, without your power, without your mercy, without your grace, I wouldn't be able to get through that thing. Because I know some things that have happened to keep you from actually doing that thing. You know, we have we are sent. Um, as far as temptations or just different things like that or generational curses that come against us or just life that come against us, it's hard to do the right thing. You know, and I might be saying that just just to say that what it means like is gonna come with a lot of pushing and pressing to do the right thing. And and we always look and say, God, like, like, God, like, why, like, every time I do something, I feel like I'm getting pushed down. But that's to build the perseverance. That's to build the momentum. That's to build the character in you. So you can't really look as if it's something like every time I do something right, something else always happen. And then I feel like that a lot of times, like, God, man, like, you know, I've been doing the right thing. Well, why does that have to happen to me? But Instead of saying like why it has to happen to me, but just thanking God, like even in the midst of it's happening to me, that I'm still able to push forward. I'm still able to praise you. I'm still able to worship you no matter what I go through, because it's not by your it's not by my power. It's not by my might, but it's through your spirit. Oh, God, it's through your spirit that I'm able to get up every morning, that I'm able to go to work, that I'm able to just do certain things. Even my day to day is your spirit is, is by your power, by God's might that I'm able to get up in the morning and to take care of myself. Because if we put our if we try to boast about ourselves, like and say, oh, I got a job, you know, I ain't never been late to work because I get up every morning. But how do you get up every morning? Because is a lot of things that could hit you randomly. You can wake up depressed one morning and probably can't even brush your teeth. You can't probably can't even get out of bed because there's some people actually that's like that right now. And we can easily tell them that all you got to do is just get up and press forward. But it's, it's not through their power because they don't have it's a weakness of theirs. So God is just saying, I'm going to I'm going to get ahead of myself because I'm basically reading the Bible verse or just speaking on the Bible verse. And I haven't read that part yet. So right now we are at verse seven. No, we're at verse eight. It says, uh, Paul was saying three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. I'm going to repeat that. It says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. 
Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power, Christ's power may rest on me. Verse 10 says, that is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses and insults and hardship and and persecutions and difficulties for when I'm weak, then I am strong. Basically, what he's saying is that I boast, I'm humble enough to expose my weaknesses because I know that wherever I'm lacking at, wherever I wherever I cannot fulfill those, um, not the voids, but whatever I cannot be strong in. He's saying, I am strong in my weaknesses because that's where God reigns his glory. That's where God comes in and he shows up and he shows out. Like, God gave us grace and mercy for a reason, y'all, literally. So don't think about religion when they say, I don't know what they say at your church or wherever they say something that, but don't let anyone try to diminish your confidence in God because you're not, you're not performing on the level that they want you to perform on. They're not God. You don't owe them nothing, nothing, but you owe God everything. You owe God everything. You owe God your life. You owe God everything. Because his grace, his grace. Woo, come on, come on, come on. And I think that without this part, without grace and mercy, I I couldn't even imagine like what my relationship with God would be. Like I couldn't even, it wouldn't even be a relationship because you know how many times that we do bad things. You know how many times we fall. You know how many times we make mistakes. Like, I I couldn't even imagine without grace and mercy, how could I even have a relationship with God? Because I was battling, I was, uh, I don't want to cry, but I was battling just feeling unqualified. I was battling just like, like not feeling worthy to do the podcast. Like, God, you know that I make mistakes. I'm like, you go, I'm like, God, you know that, you know, I'm, of course, nobody's perfect, but God, you know, I did A, B, C, D. Like, I just, you know, just give him a long list of excuses or reasons or just thinking of long, uh, just thinking of excuses or reasons. Like, God, like, like, who am I to even speak like this? Like, but God was just like me. No, he was like, the things that you have gone through, the things that you ex- experienced or seen, was like, it was all for purpose because how can you speak about something that you can't even relate to? He was like, so when you go through your trials, when you go through your tribulations, just think because um, me and me and my sister, one of my sisters, we was having Bible study over the phone. We was just talking about that, like, you know, how your trials, he said your trials is for purpose and your trials really don't have much to do with just you or it don't really have anything to do with you. You're going, you're pressing through the hard times for somebody else so you can be a word to somebody else. You know what I mean? So I definitely, definitely, definitely want to get you guys, whoever's listening to the podcast, just understand what grace is. And if you can just spend time on your own just to research, not to research, but yet to research in the Bible, yeah, or if you need to look up words, make sure that you're doing that. You know, the Bible is Hebrew. So make sure that if you can find a Hebrew def- uh, dictionary, if you can go online and figure out what grace um actually means in Hebrew, definitely, definitely look that up and do your own research because and do your own studying in the word. You know, I'm just a vessel. God uses me to speak a word, but we also have to do our own work. That's just like a church. You know, God uses people to confirm words that he gives us or just he uses people to encourage us. But we also have to do our own work. And you also just it's another Bible verse that I want to read as well, too, because it's just so, so perfect for 
this moment. <clears throat> so this is Hebrews 4, 15 through 16. It says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Yet he did not sin. And he's talking about Jesus. Um, he's basically saying, you know, if you read the word, you know, Jesus has been tempted in so many ways. He had betrayal. He had you know, people spit on him, beat on him, all different kind of things that we go through in our current life situation. And he's basically, they basically saying Jesus didn't fall, but he says, but he empathizes. He understands where we're weak at. You know, Cause he, he went through those same, he was tempted through those same situations or 10 times worse, should I say. Um, and, and that part, this verse 15, um, that part just let me know, like, that's that's why we go through what we go through. That's why it seems every time we're doing the right thing that we fall or that we seem like, you know, that we're getting pushed back. But God was just just showing me Jesus in this moment. Like, you know, how many times he he did right all his life. You know, he did right every time, every every day, every second he was on his earth. He didn't sin not one time and he still was getting pushed back. So just imagine if we we're sinning. And God, and that's what God grace and his mercy is for. And we're still getting pushed back. If, if Jesus was getting pushed back and he was doing the right thing every day, every second, and he didn't sin and he got pushed back, what makes you think that you ain't going to get no pushback? But the pushback just pressed forward into purpose. The pushback, it, it, oh my God, the pushback pressed the diamond. Like, man, okay, so we're going to go to uh, verse 16. So verse 16, it says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence. This is my favorite, one of my favorite verses about grace. It says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, right? If Jesus can understand what we're going through why, why, why do you lack confidence of his grace and his mercy? Why, or why are you shunning away? Why, why are you uh, having guilt? Why are you shunning away what God gave you, his gifts that he gave you because you're not doing it, that you quote unquote feel like you're not doing the right thing? It says, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. He says, approach the throne, approach God's throne with confidence. Like I'm supposed to have grace. I'm supposed to have mercy. I'm supposed to be in a situation that I'm in right now so I can be the best me when I come out of this thing. It says, I can't get this out of my head. For It says, approach God's throne of grace with confidence. Confidence, y'all. That's what we're lacking, but you can't have confidence in yourself. There's no such thing. You don't even have the tools to even bring yourself out of things. You you don't even have the tools to bring yourself out of situations or addictions that we go through. Whether it's drugs, food, pornography, whatever you're going through. It says, even, even when you mess up, God says, approach the throne with confidence. Come on, that's a word in itself. I, I don't even have to speak after that because that's a word in itself, literally. Um, and God was just letting me know, it says grace gives us the confidence, right? For for you to even approach his throne with confidence, God says, that's that's grace in itself. You showing me, you, I mean, you showing that you have grace in itself. It says, it says grace gives us confidence to keep moving in God and in life, in this current life that we're living right now. And that's not on the Bible verse, it's just something that God gave me. It says grace reminds us that Jesus died for each and every sin 
seen and unseen. It says grace reminds us that we are qualified by God and that God loves us. Grace is just a reminder. Like I didn't send my son for no reason. I knew that you were going to fall. I knew that you were going to make mistakes. I knew that you were going to do certain things. You know, but God is just saying, like, get back up again, son. Get back up again, daughter. Keep pushing. Keep moving. He's like, because you're not going through what you're going through just for yourself. And us as people, we so selfish, bro. We we are super selfish. Even, even the people that you see on the outside that just gives, gives, gives. It's part of, and, and let me just clarify. A lot of times when you see a lot of people giving, 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 it's certain I don't want to, you know, diminish anybody from giving or anything. No, not at all. I'm just trying to say it's not always what it looks like on the outside. For some reason, um, it is possible that we can give through our own power, through our own, through our own flesh, just because it fulfills us or it distracts us from doing our own work. And I'm not just talking about giving of money or things. I'm talking about giving of joy, like, you know, just just giving so much of ourselves that we can't even attend to ourselves to handle the things that we need to handle for ourselves. We give out so much, but to a certain point, what I'm trying to say is that a lot of times we be giving so much and God ain't even tell us to give nothing. We, we be doing so much for other people. But then when it comes down to us, we lack the energy. We lack the confidence. We lack the things that we need to push through. And, and we lack the things that we need to better ourselves because we're so, we're giving so much. We're giving so much out to other people. And God was like, you stretching yourself for no reason. And you stretching your, no, I wouldn't say for no reason, but yeah. But God said, you're stretching yourself in areas I didn't tell you to stretch yourself in. God said, I'm trying to, I'm trying to stretch you over here. Yo, I'm trying to stretch you at home. I'm trying to stretch you on your job where it's going to benefit you, where it's going, where you're going to reap a harvest. But you're stretching yourself in somebody else's business. You're stretching yourself in a relationship that I didn't even call you to. You're stretching yourself. And then you expect, but I mean, you, like I said, God's going to have grace anyway, regardless of the fact. But God says you're stretching, your, you're stretching yourself in things that I didn't, even, I didn't call you to. And we have to watch that because a lot of people say, a good thing is a good thing. A good thing is a good thing. But if you're in, if you're in a good thing that God didn't call you to be in, it won't you won't be reaping a harvest out of that situation. You'll be reaping a lesson, which can that be a harvest? Hmm. But yes, that's like a whole word. And I want to close out. Um, I wanted to read this uh, devotional. I received this devotional some years ago. I've been having this devotional for a while. Um, I'm just reading back through it. And I got this devotional from Sam's Club. Okay. Um, the title of it, it says, When Jesus Speaks to a Woman's Heart. Um, it's like a journal and also a devotional at the same time. Um, but the title of this devotional, this passage, it says, Wind Beneath Your Wings. You have been wishing, waiting, hoping, and praying for your desire to be met. And you have hung in there, shown your perseverance. Even when you felt you couldn't go on, when you felt as if your heart just couldn't take it anymore, you stuck with me. You refused to be discouraged. And now your hopes have borne fruit. It says your desire has been met. Your goal obtained. Suddenly you have wind beneath your wings. You are ready to soar. 
It says, this is the day to sing praises to the Lord, to let the world know that with me, anything is possible. When you line up your goals with what God wants for your life, there is nothing you cannot do. Now, take a few moments to imagine what it will be like when you, my follower, come into the kingdom of heaven. What a day of glory that that will be. It says, what a wonderful new life you will begin. No more pain, no more sorrow, no more disappointment. You will finally be back in the garden, in paradise. There all desires will be met. There all desires will be met. It says, there you will see me face to face. There will all your dreams and mine be fulfilled forever and ever. Amen. And the Bible verse that it gives is Proverbs thirteen twelve, And this is NIV version as well. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Amen. So I'm going to close out on that devotional, guys. Again, if you have, um, well, if you have any questions or concerns that you would like me to, you know, post on the podcast, of course, it will be anonymous. We won't be posting anybody's names of this question unless you want us to. But you can always message Saving Our Women, Inc. You can DM us on Instagram or you can DM my personal page. Mariah will succeed and we will put them on the podcast and answer them for you or address the issue that you're having. Um, I just definitely want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure that you're sharing, liking, commenting, reviewing on the podcast. Share with your circle. I know that we are at home. Most of us are at home besides work or going to the grocery stores. Make sure that you're sharing the podcast with people that you know in your group or people that you see probably need a word of encouragement. Just send it to them or let them know about the podcast. Okay. Thank you guys so much. Have a good day.